to Living Within the Sweet Spot with your host, Nikki Klegel. Have you been searching for that something within you? The one thing that is designed to bring abundance into your life? Are you not finding it yet? By partnering with God, you are sure to discover the key to living a happier and more fulfilling life. Now, here is Nikki Klegel. Everyone, yes, thank you so much for tuning in to Live in That Life Within the Sweet Spot. I am Nikki Klegel with Fulfill Your Legacy. I'm so happy that you are here. I'm an author, a coach, and a speaker. I'm also the founder, like I said, of Fulfill Your Legacy, where I help people deeply partner their life with God, clarify and define their life purpose, and tap into the Trinity and all that offers so they can continue to live strong as Christian leaders. I help them and others reach their goals higher than they ever dreamed possible. I lead them to a place where they're empowered by the work they do, the health they're in, and the relationships they have. But Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Matthew 19, 26. Okay, let's go ahead and get started on the show. So those of you who are tuning in, some of us are live streaming on Facebook. Go ahead and head to Nikki Klegel, N-I-C-C-I-E-K-L-I-E-G-L, and then choose the page that says Fulfill Your Legacy. That's my business page, and you can hop on the live stream and see us if you'd like to do that as well. We'll be attaching links and downloads and free things, so go ahead and head there if you want. Now, the show is broken into three parts. The first part is where I'm going to go ahead and break down some biblical truths that are all based around our topic. And today's topic is learning how to take yourself from a place of suffering, hardship, and get it into a place of resilience. I'm bringing in my expert guest. I'm so happy to have her with us, but Melanie Willard, who wrote the book, Dare to be Raw. She is a speaker. We'll get into this more. She's a coach. She has such a passion to serve, build people up, and keep them strong so they can keep heading out into this world and doing more great work. She is such a great guest for us, but we're going to get into hers during part two. So part one is this kind of education on the topic at hand. Part two is bringing in Melanie and hearing all her wisdom. And part three is question and answer. And so we'll take call-ins if anyone calls in on any matter at all, life coaching of any sort, business coaching of any sort, anything that I do. But we have two emails on questions that relate to today's topic. So I know Melanie volunteered to stay like the rest of our guests have, and so we'll be getting to those. Let's go ahead and get started. So today, I always do my training in this four-step process for living. This is something that we use in the Legacy Leader Group because I want us to be the strongest Christian leaders we can possibly be, and I know that we do that when we're living, loving, learning, and leading according to the call God has us on. So if we want to do that, we first need to stop Get looking at our problems the way the world does. Stop seeing things through the world's eyes and get to God. So we look at our problem and we go to the word for it. That's part two. First, what's your problem? Then part two, let's look at what the word says. Part three, what are our gifts if we do what the word says, right? Let's make an informed decision because next part four is wise choices works. We have to make that decision. We have free will. The problem, the word, the gift, the choice. So the problem, finally, today, the problem is just this place where we feel like everything's against us. It may, like Melanie and I, before the call, we're talking about sometimes it's just us getting some bad habits when things are small 
And then pretty soon when they're big, it's overwhelming and we don't know how to even get out of this. Um, it could be that we are, we've got a guest who's, who's sent in her email. She's a life coach and her business isn't taking off the way she thought it would. She's getting exhausted, literally exhausted from helping other people. And she's just like, can you give me some clarity and help me move on? It could be that we have had a death in our family. It could be that we're um, financially struggling. It could be that we're um, trapped and felt held down by addictions. Or, I mean, it could be whatever your suffering is. Right now, I'm speaking to you. And we just want to give you some hope and help you get to the truth. And so let's go ahead. We've talked about what the problem is. Let's turn to the word. All right, so the word is, I broke it into several parts out of one tiny little Bible verse. All right, this is how you can do this when you're looking at the word. You can take one tiny little verse. You don't need to study the whole thing if that's overwhelming for you. Grab one, one verse that speaks to you. So I chose the strong tower verse in my mind. So listen, it's Proverbs 18.10. The name of the Lord is a fortified tower. The righteous run into it and are saved. Okay, so that sounds nice, right? I mean, sometimes verses just move you right off the bat. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes you have to really dig in and just figure out, okay, what is God really saying? He provides in this verse. He wants of us. What's, what, what is that speaking to us? So I chose four words out of this verse that I really think we need to think on and let sit right in our soul. So first, it's tower. Then we're going to look at fortified. Then we're going to look at righteous. And then we're going to look at safe. All these tucked inside this one verse. Okay, so strong tower. What does that really mean? I'm going to give you about four verses. You know we got to move fast through this. You guys just sit back, grab your coffee, and pay attention. Close your eyes if you need to. Just let it sink in because I want this to heal your soul and resonate with you. If one verse does, grab that one. Write it down. If they all do, then listen and replay <laughs> and replay and replay. Okay, so Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Strong tower. He strengthens you. The world does not. All you Don't lean on the husband. Don't lean on the wife. Don't lean on. It's good to do that. But put your, put your hope and your, and your everything into God. Okay? You need your wise counsel. Don't get me wrong. But God is where you get the strength. Okay? Next one is Isaiah 41.10. Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Okay, I highlighted dismayed. Now, I know that we're talking about getting strength from God, right? And, and it says right in there, I will strengthen you. I will help you. And all those things are wonderful. But it is the don't be dismayed. Because when we get in these places, we feel like almost like um, there's no hope. How can God help me? I don't even see him. I don't hear him. I don't feel like he's here, but he is. And he's saying, when you feel dismayed, that is when he is right there. But we don't step into him. We don't fully call to him. We don't release. We have to let go. Think of it almost as like you're holding so much. And if you don't let go of the world, you don't have hands free enough to grab onto God. You have to surrender to this and let his power work in you. And don't be dismayed. 
That's blind faith. Let go of the things that you're using to control, to hold on, whatever you can do. Don't be dismayed. Let go of that. It won't work. It will work for a season. Let go of it and go to God who can do everything for you, all things. Okay, the next one. Um, Isaiah 40. I like Isaiah. Isaiah 40, 31. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their faith. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. If you are in a place of fatigue, let me tell you, this world can bring you down faster than anything. Don't run in the world. Fly with God. Literally, soar. Call on him. I want you to do what it says. You know, it's so good. Wait on the Lord. Put all your trust on him and wait on him. Get yourself into his teachings. Equip yourself. Make yourself strong with him. Find peace in him and wait, 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 because he is answering. We always want the answer right now, but so many times we're not ready for it. We got to do some healing and all this. Okay, so next. Um, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, no temptation has overtaken you. That is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. Oh, this is a hard one. When people are struggling with addictions, this is hard. I get it. And it almost feels like, oh, it's an insult or something like, okay, then what? Do I not believe in God because I'm being tempted? You know, think of what Jesus went through. This, the strongest flesh man that roamed the earth was tempted. Do not feel bad about being tempted. What we want to not do is live in it. That's what you need to do. You people that are struggling with addictions and temptations, I get it. I, do, I don't get it. I haven't had to deal with it too much, but I understand that it is an overwhelming foothold. But don't, don't walk in it. Don't walk in it. Let God walk with God. He is more powerful than any addiction you've ever had to do. We just got to, we got to get rid of the world like the hands. We got to step into God and all of his power and might. Ephesians six ten. finally be strong in the Lord and in his strength and in his might. Okay. I highlighted the words, his, his, his. We're not strong in ourselves. When we think we can't do it, when we think we're not enough, when we want to give up, when we feel like desperate, and it's because we are trying to do it all. We are trying to come up with answers. We're trying to push through. We're trying to, and this whole verse is his strength, his glory, his, his, his. And that's where we need to sit. All right, that's enough on the tower. He is our strong tower. Let's get to fortify. Don't we want to be fortified? I mean, these are, Melanie is going to talk to us about, um, oh, I wish I could think of the word she used. She'll share it with us. Has something to do with fatigue, um, caretaker fatigue or something. She'll, she'll fill us in. But um, we need fortified. So Matthew eleven twenty nine 29 and 30, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Okay, the reason why I love this verse is because you will learn from me is built into, that's the answer. That's the gift that you get out of this. You will learn from me if you walk with him. That's the answer for, for getting fortitude. Like literally it is. As we get closer and as we learn more and, and more verses start to open up to us and our eyes and the Holy Spirit, we hear more, 
We are more equipped to handle this darn world. Get to him, get to him. He fortifies us. Jeremiah 29, 11, we know this one. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. We say this all the time, plan, plans to bring you hope in a future. We love this. But the thing is, the thing is, we have to know that it's already there. He's already provided for us the fortitude. He's provided already the strength, the everything we need to carry out this dream, to get over, to get to this rejoicing place. But we got to lean on him. Psalm 84, 11, For the Lord God is the sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk upright. Do you know what? That verse I picked out on purpose. I put upright on there because who can walk upright? Who really can walk upright? None of us. Jesus was the perfect one. That's why when we invite Jesus into us, we are able to, through the blood of Jesus, through the power and this anointing and this um, one with God, are we able to walk upright? Not alone. Not alone. It doesn't work. We try. We try all the time. But we, we got to just rest on him. Okay, then let's get to... Oh, I want to do this next one too. For addictions that maybe have to do with eating, Matthew 6, 4, 25, the fortitude verse that have that can help with that. I think of, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about anything in your life, whatever you eat or drink, about your body, about what you will put on. It is not life, is not life more than food and your body more than clothing. I mean, this verse to me is so great. It helps so much because we, we well, we're going to get, we, we've got a person in the last segment who turned in a question about eating and um, control and trying to grab hold of some security. And we know we can get it from God. Righteousness. That's the next thing. All right. So righteousness. Psalms 5.8. How does righteousness help us in terms of feeling like we have resilience? Well, Psalms 5, 8, O Lord, lead me in your righteousness because of my foes. So because of my things I haven't done right. Make your way straight before me. Honestly, we are going to snowball. That's what happens to us when we do things that are wrong and sinful or when we fall prey to the world and we're just accompanying other sin or if we're the result of somebody else's, but we're partnered with them. Are we equally yoked always? No, we're in a world. So it's going to happen where we're caught in the foothold of other people. But the point is when we're when we are living in this place versus living with God, then those things snowball and they really hold us down and they get a foothold over us that's so strong and we need to be free of those. Do you know, I mean, I'm looking at, you guys can't see her right now, but I'm looking at Melanie and I think of like when she was kind of trapped, you got to read her book, by some of these things, they held her down and she's free and strong and I think of all the work that she does and, and the difference she's making in the world. But this is, this is because, in my opinion, because she's been free of that past. She's free of the footholds that were holding her down. And Jesus Christ does that. we got to walk with the Lord. All right. got to flip and keep going here. Romans 1, 7, for the righteousness of God is revealed through faith. Through faith. This is so important. 
I mean, we, if we don't grab onto that faith, if we don't teach ourselves how to increase our faith, it's too hard. I want you guys to be strong and you need to increase your faith. And by doing that, you step out blindly and you trust in baby things or you get crippled. You fall to your knees and give it all up in one foul swoop. It's a painful thing, but it happens and you are washed clean and you're there. So step by step, little by little, all in, whatever, I don't care, just get there. Get there. Okay, I got to skip because we're down to one minute. So we're on to safety. So what kind of safety can we get for this resilience? Well, listen, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. The Lord, For the Lord, your God goes with you. He will never leave you, never forsake you. Proverbs 2.11, discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you. You got to get to the word for discretion. You got to get to the word for this wisdom that you need. All right. Then we always want to look at the gift. There's no time. We're down to 30 seconds, so I'm going to take it to you fast. Your gift is strength that you otherwise wouldn't get. Your gift is provision that you otherwise wouldn't get. Your gift is correction. He'll make your path straight and get you open doors, shut ones that keep get you in dangerous places, open ones that are going to take you to the next level, and doorways that are going to take you to a place where you can show others what you've learned and you can bring them to him. There's glory in that, and he wants to praise you. He wants to bless those people and you, so step in. All right, you guys, when we come back, uh, after the break, we're going to have Melanie Willard with us, author of Dare to Be Raw. Come back after the break on Living Life Within the Sweet Spot. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. We give all we have to our work, pushing ourselves to be a success. We go the extra mile for our children, giving them every shot at life. We run from one activity to the next, rarely enjoying a meal together. And it's threatening our families, relationships, bodies, and our future. Author, coach, and speaker, Nikki Klegel developed a proven process for navigating through this life with joy, success, and energy by partnering with God every step of the way. Nikki offers guidance for life purpose, positive self-esteem, successful goal setting, success after setbacks. Gaining forgiveness, freedom, and accepting abundance are attainable. This life-transforming coaching experience is based on Nikki's book, Awaking the Living Legacy, and is now offered in a self-study at the Living Legacy Academy. For more information, visit NikkiKlegel.com. That's NikkiKlegel.com. Have you always known that something different was possible for your life and in the world? What if you could create beyond your current reality? If your relationships, finances, business, health, and life could be anything, what would they be? Join Heather Nichols for an invitation to discover what is true for you in every area of your life and for conversations loaded with pragmatic tools for how to create it. Listen live every Monday at noon Pacific and 9 p.m. Central European time for Creating Beyond Reality on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
is Living Within the Sweet Spot with Nikki Klegel. The phone lines are ready for you to call in and connect with our program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you're feeling a bit shy, send Nikki an email to Nikki at NikkiKlegel.com. Now, back to Living Within the Sweet Spot. Hello, everyone. Yes, I am so happy you are here on Living Within the Sweet Spot. We, I am Nikki Klegel. You can go to our live Facebook stream if you'd like. You go to Nikki Klegel, N-I-C-C-I-E-K-L-I-E-G-L, and look for the Fulfill Your Legacy page. We're streaming live there. We have attachments, downloads from both of our websites, so that's always great for you. Um, but Melanie Willard is our guest. I am so happy to have her here with us. I don't want to give away too much about you, but um, Melanie, why don't you share with us a bit about how you know me? And I know you are here. The topic was chosen around you. So just suffering to resilience. Open up and share a little bit about your stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. You're awesome. I just love your just everything that you exude, your joy and life. So you're so life-giving. I just applaud you for that. Thank you. Um, but uh, I just, yeah, I wrote my book two, two years ago. And I think you were around that same time. Uh-huh. And uh, we both had joined a, an author academy elite and uh, we're under the same coach. And that's actually how we met because you're in Iowa, I believe. Yeah. And uh, so I'm in Canada and the world is a funny place these days. Uh, so that's how we met a couple years ago. Yeah. But, uh, uh, tell us a little bit about your book. Yeah. Well, Dare to be Raw is my true story of triumph over tragedy. And uh, in it, I share everything that I've been through from eating disorders, depression, suicide, domestic violence, uh, drug addiction, cancer. And um, I share in a very open way, uh, very transparent. And I did so because so many people are struggling alone and in silence these days, and everybody feels like they're the only ones suffering. So I did that as well as just kind of give people a bird's eye point of view of what thoughts, you know, were entering or causing me or what the pain was causing me to do instead of going for the right thing I was going to the wrong things Mm -hmm. and uh, some of these things were you know life situations that I had no control over and other ones were some of my stupid decisions that I made throughout all of that pain so um, I share a lot of tidbits of wisdom and just what to do what not to do and Mm -hmm. uh, so it's good for those who are suffering but it's also good for those who are helping loved Mm -hmm. ones who are in the middle of a struggle. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into this in a minute a bit more about helping the, the people who are the caretakers, the people that are in these places, and also some workshops that you do. So, But I, I want to point out a couple of things that just make me so impressed by you. And um, I just want to praise you. I feel like it like comes from God and the Holy Spirit telling me to tell you this. But uh, there are a lot of books, and I... I don't know what's happening. I just have to follow God's lead. My next book is going to be so faith-based. But I really wanted my first one to not be that way. And it was half, half and half. I love that your book is really just for the average person who's been through adversity because we, it's, this is happening to everyone. And we need to grab a hold of everyone and let them know that there's a way out. And it's mm-hmm. so human and natural that we turn to these things that are in front of us and in the world right. and that are quick fixes 
but they're not. And they, right. they, because right. they actually take us down further, but we don't know that. And if there isn't somebody like you that is willing to humble yourself and be transparent enough, you're doing that out of an act of mercy and love and grace. And that's all God, but yet you had a very secular, wonderful way of doing it. Now, it doesn't mean you don't have faith in your book. You do, but it's not like, it's not like my book. <laughs> like right, People right. probably won't pick up my book. But so thank you for that. Right, right. Well, I just, I'm so passionate about just reaching everyone and where they're at, right? And so my way of sharing my faith is just sharing my story and yeah. sharing who God is to me, who, what God can do, who the real God is, because especially in Canada, I find even more than in the States, there's a, been a lot of, of damage done by the church. And, and then it's just to say that that's not necessarily the, the real God that we know. He's been misrepresented by man so much. Yeah. And so much damage has been done by that, that people are turned off and they don't know that there's another way out there. And then that it's out of intimacy and relationship with him. It's yeah. so different. It can't even be compared. I don't know that God. I don't even want to know him. <laughs> you know, the one that is kind of advertised anyways. Um, but I want people to know there is hope and he's a lot more near and he's not, you know, do this and you'll get that result. It's, he's not a God of formula. He's not sitting up in heaven looking down, waiting for us to screw up, you know? He's, yeah. He's so good. He's so loving. He's so involved. He's just waiting for us to, to ask him to, for help. He's just waiting to invade our situation with his goodness, with his truth, with his answers, with, you know what I mean? Like his yes. open doors. And, and if we would only, I don't know, give him a shot, so to speak, you know? Yeah. And so anyway, all to say that by sharing my story, it was kind of a, hey, this is who God is to me you can know him too and you can have what I have and even more or even, you know, better. But uh, yeah, that's, that's his heartbeat is intimacy. And out of that intimacy, so much freedom comes. Yeah. 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 So I love that. I'm glad you even touched on that subject. Nobody really has yet to this point on any of my shows, but um, you know, I just got to say, you know, this, this idea of religion and maybe being in a place of religion that's bad, um, a bad church, all this stuff and relationship. And I really frown and I, I feel the Holy Spirit saying, don't do that. Don't don't try to say religion is bad. It's what you said. It's man who's gotten it screwed up and their understanding of what religion is. Get to the Bible to know what religion really is. Don't listen to the world. Don't listen to these churches that are giving you the wrong information. Religion is awesome, the godly kind. And relationship is what religion is. So so do both. Don't think it's one or the other. I love that you did that. Okay, so next. Tell us a little bit about when you're speaking with these organizations, what you're doing. So you're going to be going to schools. You're going to be going to um, some churches here in the next future. So what are you going to be doing? Mm -hmm. uh, well, the schools, it's to youth, uh, teenagers, and I basically want to equip them with resilience, grit, and confidence to face the world because I feel like there's so much theory taught in high school, but there needs to be, uh, you know, survive in life 101 type of class and so I want to teach them some emotional intelligence and just how to face the real world because I think a lot of them are nervous a lot of them feel like they're not equipped properly and uh, to encourage them that no matter what they're going through they're not alone one in five struggles with depression you know it's it's pretty heart 
heartbreaking to see what they're going through. And anxiety is just rampant with yep. teens these days. And, uh, you know, a hundred times the, the national average is Inuit who are, you know, struggling with those things. So mm-hmm. First Nations, right? So my heart just breaks for them. And I just, I'm passionate about just getting that message of hope to say, hey, you know what? I struggle as well. I struggle with the eating disorders, depression, suicide, domestic violence, drugs, like all things that teens deal with. And I do it in a way that, so they know that, okay, they're not alone. Yeah. And if I made it through, so can they. I'm nobody special. I yeah. just, you know, I made a lot of mistakes along the way. But, and to know that, you know, there's a God that loves them and I don't always go there depends on what kind of school I go to. Yes, but, uh, good point. They, you know, yeah, that they know, uh, you know, that they can, they can make, they can do this. And yes. But just not give up no matter what they're facing, right? Yeah. And, Thank you um, for doing that. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> okay. And then now the churches. Yeah. So the churches, um, I mean, I'm speaking to uh, first responders and helping professionals as well in the coming months. But um, the churches, it'll be one is for, you know, women groups and how for them to care for one another in crisis. And then uh, the afternoon, evening is going to be for church leaders, pastors, all of their leadership and uh it's going to be a lot on on just compassion fatigue which is the the word i was addressing earlier (laughs) (laughs) um yeah just the cost of caring really just equipping those people in the churches and the ministries to be strong right yeah it's basically the cost of caring can impact their families and the people they're helping yeah. In a negative way, right? And so, yeah. I mean, if you look at some of the stats, 1,500, this is in the state, New York Times um, had a report, 1,500 pastors leave ministry every month due to burnout, conflict, or moral decay. That's a lot of pastors, you know? And, and if you look at one in four pastors don't have anyone to turn to when, you know, they're in trouble. Um, you look at first responders, the suicide rate, it's just, it's heartbreaking. And I think the, one of the reasons for this is because of the stigma and the silence. And that's why my mm-hmm. whole mission is to help break those things, break the silence and stigma so that we can become resilient once again. And, and nobody has, nobody should ever have to suffer in silence. No. Okay. So I love that you're doing this. Thank you for sharing with us. But now we want some tools and some tips and some wisdom from you. So how you um, work with people a lot of times in workshops and different things like this is you, you have these five keys. So can you share with us a little bit about these? I know these kind of are some foundation of some of the work you do. So tell us a little bit about that. Great. Well, yeah, I mean, it's all interwoven with my personal experience. And so I'm very honest and I obviously dare to be raw when I speak as well. And so I shoot from the hip. Uh, It is what it is, black and white, tell it like it is, right? And because of that, people, I think, are very, they they resonate because most people are struggling in some way, shape, or form. And if it's not them, it's their spouse or it's, you know, their loved one. And what that does is I believe it disarms them to hopefully see what their true condition is. Because unless we actually admit it, we're not going to go get the help, right? And so it's like telling an addict, hey, you have, you know, you have an addiction, but you're going to force them into rehab. They're going to come out the same, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like it's the same telling, trying to convince a police officer or a pastor that they have compassion fatigue or PTSD, that they need help, and they're just not wanting to see it. And so 
that's a lot of my, my hope is to break those barriers down, hopefully break the silence and stigma, bring people to a place of admitting that they may have an issue and they need help. But um, vulnerability is key. My whole life I struggled alone and in silence. And so if we don't start sharing, it can be with even one person. And uh, that we that is, it's really, if, if we don't, we're going to suffer alone and in silence. We're going to suffer in the dark. There is no hope outside of things being brought into the light. Until yeah. then, it has a grip on us, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, again, we'll feel like that shame, and that shame will produce another cycle of, of silence it all feeds itself because when you do what you're not supposed to do whatever that addiction is or you know yeah. you're looking at your wife or you're just you know drinking and you're you're coming home from your shift and you're just a mess um you're going to keep doing those things because you feel like crap yourself and you can't talk to anyone else so the isolation will breed the addiction which breeds shame which breeds further isolation right so yeah it's a cycle and out of that vulnerability ultimately comes accountability. And that's a huge one for me. I've had my best friend, Danelle, who's been through thick and thin with me. She knows every nook and cranny of my life. And uh, the power of accountability is, is, it should be for anyone. But you're not going to get clean. You're not going to stay off drinking. You're not going to stay free unless you have that person you can contact at any time of day and be able to say, hey, I'm really struggling with these thoughts or with, you know, temptation to go back to drugs or whatever, because we can't do it alone. And I believe God has put people in our lives, even when we're not in relationship with God, even before I knew him, there was always those key people. Like, there's no one who has the excuse of saying I'm alone or I don't have anyone that I, because if you really stop to think about it, there are going to be some people in your life that you realize, yeah, I, I could talk to this person. We will never be left alone. And that has saved me. Even after writing the book, there were a few situations that had come up. Uh, one was with cocaine. The other one was with eating disorders, which I had overcome in, like at the age of 30. And uh, it was just so, to me, it was the enemy, you know, trying to trip me up. But I, I knew those little seeds, those little lies that were entering my head in the bud by calling her and praying and talking and getting it out. Otherwise, maybe I wouldn't have tripped up that day or that year, but you don't know where in five years those little seeds of lies and self-negative talk would take Yeah, us. can I stop you a second? Because I just want them to, to think about this. Um, either way, when you're thinking on thinking on thinking on something, either way you're feeding it. So what are you going to feed? The little lies? Or are you going to get to your friend, expose them into the light, like she says, and start feeding exactly. truth and right? So, um, yeah, right. so sorry. That's awesome. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Uh, another one, just to surround yourself with, you know, whether it's a healing team or just your, your support group. And that can okay. be a couple of people. It can be your parents. It can be your spouse and a best friend. It doesn't have to be, you know, an army. It, yeah. it just takes a handful of those, like those right people for you okay. that are full of love and grace and acceptance and will listen and, and not judge and be compassionate yeah. and, you know, speak truth with so that, you know, if you do screw up and if you do say, Hey, you know, yeah, I am struggling with this. I do anything for, you know, cope right now or whatever that they'll, they won't be like, Oh, not again. Like there needs to be a certain level of, of trust there. And uh, anyways, yeah. so that's big. And, and, 
isolation, again, will breed addiction. Yeah. And as long as we're struggling and alone and in silence, that's why I wrote the book. And at first I wrote it for that one. But ultimately, I believe my book needs to get out to the masses because people need to know that they're not alone. People need like a message that breaks the silence and stigma needs to have a ripple effect because this is what society needs these days. So many people are struggling. They're hurting. They're, you know, issues with their marriage, maybe issues on the job. They're having compassion fatigue, PTSD. Their kids are strung out on drugs. And, you know, we'll always think that our situation is the worst. Our kids on drugs are the only kids on drugs. Or right. our kids are the worst kids. And, you know, and then you start talking and you realize, man, we're all in this t- together. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Okay, I, I, I don't know if I got these quite right. There were a couple times when it froze. Are the five steps to first admit, then be vulnerable, then have accountability, then have your team, and then don't isolate yourself? Mm-hmm. And okay. then, yeah, and then I would say the last one is, is, was for me, uh, my relationship with God. Yeah, there it you go. And, and out of that is my tenacity, my pursuit of him, and also my freedom. Because if I would still be stuck in any of my issues or struggles or addictions, I would not have written this book and I wouldn't be here today because I'd still be stuck in that shame. And so it's important that we go for God and we go to his word and believe what he says. When he says, when the son will set you free, you will be free indeed. Like, okay, so take him at his word. Because I believed if he's saying all these things, I, you know, I believed him. I took it for cash and I cashed it in and I said, I'm not going to give up until I'm free. And even if that's on my last breath, then I'm not going to stop pursuing my freedom. You have to be tenacious for it. Otherwise you're going to stay stuck in it. Like you have to want that more than the comfort of that bandaid, whatever that bandaid is for you. Awesome. All right, guys, time is up. We are down to our last minute. I want you guys to get to Melanie's Facebook page, which is her name. So if you're not on live stream where the links are there and she has a, a monthly um, newsletter that comes out, you can sign up for that at her website. It's her name, MelanieWiller.com. Um, and, and look at her book, um, Born to be Raw. But um, come back with us after the break. We've got two questions coming in, one from a woman who is a coach and looking for encouragement and, and um, just to get strong so that she can keep doing this work she feels that God's called her to do. Another one um, is from somebody who's struggling and needs to find resilience. Um, head to my Facebook page as well. There's two big things coming out right now. We're starting the Bible in a year on the Legacy Leader page. If you want to do that, it's all audio form. So you do not need to sit there and read if that's going to hang you up. Um, and then a nice video um, of each book of the Bible. So get with us on Legacy Leader. If you're interested in launching your Legacy on the 12th of January starts my next three-month mastermind for people launching their businesses or wanting to kickstart them, um, faith-based businesses. All right, we will see you after the break on question and answers on living a life within the sweet spot. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com We give all we have to our work, pushing ourselves to be a success. We go the extra mile for our children, giving them every shot at life. We run from one activity to the next, rarely enjoying a meal together. 
and it's threatening our families, relationships, bodies, and our future. Author, coach, and speaker, Nikki Klegel, developed a proven process for navigating through this life with joy, success, and energy by partnering with God every step of the way. Nikki offers guidance for life purpose, positive self-esteem, successful goal setting, success after setbacks. Gaining forgiveness, freedom, and accepting abundance are attainable. This life-transforming coaching experience is based on Nikki's book, Awaking the Living Legacy, and is now offered in a self-study at the Living Legacy Academy. For more information, visit NikkiKlegel.com. That's NikkiKlegel.com. Are you frustrated that you can't seem to achieve your goals? Stop struggling and discover your power on Creatrix, creating the life you want, hosted by Amira Mondin. This show features the world's most intriguing guests, ready to guide you to self-realization using the powerful gift of your own mind. Tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. This is Living Within the Sweet Spot with Nikki Klegel. The phone lines are ready for you to call in and connect with our program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you're feeling a bit shy, send Nikki an email to Nikki at NikkiKlegel.com. Now, back to Living Within the Sweet Spot. Hello, everyone. Yes, this is Nikki with Fulfill Your Legacy. I'm so happy you are back with us on Living Life Within the Sweet Spot. I'm also delighted because Melanie Willard, the expert guest that we have on today, author of Born to Be Raw, is back with us helping us with the question and er, dare to be, sorry, um, is it helping us with these question and answers. All right, so let's go ahead and get started. So the first question then is Abby. So Abby says um, that she is a perfectionist, that she has battled with eating problems. Um, she says, um, never strong enough to land her in treatment but she has a strange return um, to this feeling of control when she watches what she eats. Um, She knows it's a fake control for her life. Um, There's nothing, let's see, it isn't real, I know, but I tend to do it anyway when I feel out of control and I hate it. So we're going to let Melanie take over on this, but I am going to share a couple little things with you. Abby, um, I, I can't relate, but I can relate to you being my sister and you um, in a tough place right now. And, and I just, when I think of you, I think that you are God's child and you are so important. And so that, that's what matters to me. But Romans seven fifteen through 18, I do not understand what I do for what I want to do. I don't do what I hate. I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. It, as it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but in sin living in me. And just kind of understanding that um, I don't want you. I love that you're asking for help. It means you're, you're doing exactly what Melanie just said. Get to people um, that are going to give you wise counsel. You know, build up a team that's strong. But the thing is, 
it's not, it's not you. There's nothing bad with you. It's the sin that's making you do this. And owning that and recognizing it is so important. And that's where you're at. You're speaking that already. Like, I don't want to do it, but I do it anyway. Like you almost spoke that Bible verse. When I was reading your question, that's exactly what I was thinking of. And it's the flesh and it's the sin that's doing that. It's not you, but don't step into that. Don't own that place and start owning yourself as a child of God because you start to get more of that power. But Melanie, take over. Well, my heart goes out to you because I do relate, unfortunately. Um, I was in eating disorders from the age of probably 14 till 30, 32 max. And I had uh, anorexia for about uh, six, seven years and then bulimia in my 20s as a result of an abusive relationship and PTSD, not knowing how to cope. And so that was my way of, of coping. And uh, what I would say to you is to not give up because I am free today completely from eating disorders. There is hope. And I remember my counselor at the time or my psychologist had said, you're going to struggle with this for the rest of your life because people with eating disorders, you know, will struggle with that for, you know, and I refused to accept that. I remember thinking there is no way that I'm struggling with this for the rest of my life because I hate it. And I know what you just said. You don't want to do it. And I hated it. I would, you know, if I was struggling or, or starving myself, who's enjoying suffering and starving and having the headaches and all the physiological symptoms, you're depressed, you're cranky, like it's, it's not fun. We're not doing this because we want to. And the other thing is, you know, with the eating disorder, with bulimia, like who wants to binge and purge and your head's in the toilet? And I mean, you know, there's nothing good about any of this. So all I want to say to you is, is to not give up and, and get the help you need. And so if you need to see five counselors before, before you find the right one, then you need to do that. And if you can find the people to help you, the thing with the control is any addiction, any issue really comes out of a place of, of hurt or pain. Something must have happened in the past, perhaps because you're needing that control. And so perhaps there was a situation that you were taking control from you and you felt like you didn't have control or whatever, like look back at your family history, look back at, you know, you're talking your personality, your perfectionist, most girls with anorexia are perfectionists, you know, um, there's all sorts of different things, but just take a look at all the different areas of your life. And for me, I needed to address the physical, emotional, spiritual, and, uh, psychological because none of these things especially eating disorders because they're so complex none of these things are just one or the other none of them are you know you have to look at all aspects of your life any spiritually as well I, I want to highlight a couple things I loved what she was saying and I I, I the, something resonated with me when you're speaking about you know get to the source because yeah um, we use all of our will up to um, kind of like cope with the side effect of the sin. So like that, that not eating, that's where you're putting all of your energy into. So I do eat, so I don't eat. So, you know, all this like energy is going used to this, which is the result of sin. Put your energy towards getting to the truth. The truth is you feel out of control. So you're doing this to cope and gain control. So now why do you feel out of control? Get, get you and God partnered with that. And that's where, like, then, then you've got this foundation, and then you're not back in that place where then you need to do your coping skills that maybe aren't the most 
healthy for you, but get to the source and then get to God to help you with that instead of the world. I love that. Also, Abby, you can reach out to both of us. Um, So you know Melanie uh, has experienced this. So email her. You can go to her website and do that. Um, I have a program called Living Within the Sweet Spot. It's six steps that help you partner your life with God and any sort of problems. You know, we call on God to do it. So get to us. We would love to help you. So the next one is um, Danae. So Danae, I really like. She's in our world. Melanie. So she is, sounds like an entrepreneur, sounds like faith-based. She's been doing what I just said, you know, to this young gal here, Abby, go find help and, and get your help you need. But as a caretaker, as a, um, you know, somebody that's a life coach or a counselor or an EMT, like you said, or a nurse or doctor, you are taking and listening and absorbing these things, these stories and these and you care about these people and it can get wearing on you. And so this Danae is in this place. She says, I'm trying to get my business up and running. After the last few weeks, I'm starting to feel a little hope again. It's hard. I've almost quit more than I even want to admit. I don't feel equipped. Things keep coming at me. I have to keep doing the next thing. So this is kind of just growing your business. It's exhausting, literally. But um, then the people issues wear on me. So there's a lot to unpack here, but I want to give her some hope. Um, So I'm going to say a couple things. Um, God is with you. um, And and I want you to, this is, this really helps me. So whenever I'm feeling sort of sucked in by uh, the people I'm working with and their things, it's because I'm the one trying to fix them. I can't fix them. They can't necessarily fix them. I, I'm of the sort, and the way I coach is God needs to. And so I need to remove myself of it. And besides that, when we start thinking that we're fixing everyone, that's a dangerous place. Even when we think we're fixing ourselves, that's a dangerous place because all the accountability is left on us again. And it keeps us away from growing our faith. As we lean into God and we use God, and we give God the glory, it increases our faith because we understand what he's done and how he's done it, and we are apt to go to him again the next time. So this is one thing I I want, if you're a faith-based coach, to really sit on the power of God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit and how they're going to work in your people and and stop owning all the responsibility for that. But I I get that it's hard too, and you have to take care of yourself. Um, Remember that he restores, he fortifies. So are you even calling or asking on him to do that? I forget to, but take care of ourselves first and ask God to be part of us and and get ourselves equipped, get into the word for ourselves. So we're strong, get into um, quiet time with God. So we're restored and renewed and all these things make us strong first. And then we're more apt to help people, but through God. All right, Melanie, what mm-hmm. you got? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think it's, it's a result of what you're doing. You're trying to help and you don't always see the result on the other side. And that in itself gets disheartening because you're not sure if you're making an impact you're not sure if it's actually making a difference. Um, and I would just say as far as the whole business thing, being two entrepreneurs, I think we both agree it's exhausting. It's time consuming. It's it's draining in every sense of the word. Yes, we're still kind of going through those growing pains as well. You know, Always. you think you're, it never feels like you're 
you're where you want to be. It never feels like you've arrived. It never feels like, you know, it's, it's a never evolving thing. Mm -hmm. And the often, I'm sure we both, I know I've thought of quitting a couple of times, a handful of times, probably more than I'd like to admit as well. <laughs> but the, the thing that always kept me from doing that, from quitting, was the fact that I knew that I knew inside of me I'm supposed to be doing what I'm doing. And yeah. if you can hang on to that knowing inside of you, if that's the case, if it's not, maybe it's something else that's out there for you. But if, if you know that, God, this is what you're called to do, this is what you're meant to do, and if you were to quit today, how would you feel? Yeah. I would feel yeah. like I can't die tomorrow because I haven't done what I was supposed to do type of thing, if yeah. that makes any you, sense. Oh, you said some great things. Awesome. I, for one, I love that she took you back to your calling. And that's why you stay on. And that's why God is going to help you. And you're not on this on your own. When you're in God's Mm -hmm. calling, he's right there with you, helping you so much of the way. But the next thing um, that she said that I thought was so good is just kind of helping us remember that when you're stepping through all these, um, you feel like you look back and you don't see results. You feel like you're not getting anywhere. You feel like there's so much more. You need to do the next thing and just feeling like it's exhausting. I say, remember the Sabbath day. Now, I don't mean Sunday or Saturday or whatever you believe. I mean the act of the Sabbath day. And this is where, like, think biblically. When God made the world, then he finally stepped away and looked back. And he said, this is good. He understood. He looked back at the work that he had done and he saw the goodness of it. And we need to do that. We will exhaust ourselves if we don't once in a while get quiet and look back at how God has worked in our lives and the the lives that he's changed because of us. We get so wrapped up in what we need to do next and who's doing what and are we keeping up and we forget. And that's going to give you so much kind of saving grace time. Oh, man. Just to add, just to add, look at your, your business as a brick house that you're building. It's one brick at a time. You're not going to see the whole house built in a moment. And if you just focus on getting that one brick that day, that's enough in itself. That's all you have to worry about. Tomorrow is going to be another brick. And and then in in a year, in 10 years, you're going to look back and look at the full house and be like, wow, good thing I didn't abandon at the, you know, so. Yes, absolutely. You guys, we are down to just about 10, 15 seconds. Please head to both of our our websites, MelanieWiller.com, NikkiKlegel.com. We both have free things on there. I'm promoting and offering people to come on into the Legacy Leader, which is a subscription page. It's literally $12, but it's full of living, loving, learning, and leading. So you are a strong Christian leader. We're doing Bible in a year in there. Also, Launch Your Legacy starts on the 12th of this month. So faith-based entrepreneurs get there in three months. We'll get you up and running. Melanie Willard has an awesome sign-up for a monthly newsletter. She's speaking all over the place. If you're interested in her um, equipping people to serve, get to her. All right, you guys, I will see you. We will see you. Thank you, Melanie, for being with us on next week. Living life within the sweet spot. Bye. Thank you for tuning into living within the sweet spot. Please join your host, Nikki Klegel next Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific time, 10 a.m. Eastern time on the voice America empowerment channel. Until our next program, invite abundance into your life and live a happier, fuller, and more successful life than ever before.